Welcome to the Angry Habs Fan Podcast Show, episode number 8. It is October 30th, Sunday, 2016, coming to you live from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Hope everyone's having a great week. It's uh, Halloween coming up tomorrow. It's a great week for the Montreal Canadiens. They just keep on winning, so that's exciting. Uh, This week on the show, uh, we're going to have our first segment, which is called Last Year Deja Vu. And basically, it's what's been everyone's been talking about this week is how similar this year is to last year as far as the early winning goes. And what we'll do in the first segment is we'll look at uh, the differences between this year and last year and if really we're seeing the same thing or have the possibility of seeing the same thing. Our second segment will be the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, We'll look at the Montreal Canadiens this week in particular, uh, and that should cover the rest of the Montreal Canadiens. Again, no weekly habitant this week, because I feel, again, we're going to cover most of the news of the Montreal Canadiens in the two first segments. And this week, we have a bonus segment, uh, a Halloween bonus edition, the Montreal Canadiens Halloween Party, where we will look at... uh, the different costumes that the Montreal Canadian players are sporting this weekend at different Halloween parties. So uh, that'll be interesting and hopefully some fun. So let's move into the first segment, uh, last year Deja Vu. And uh, this year in the Halloween theme has uh, eerily followed the same script as last year. Uh, There are some notable exceptions, of course. Uh, However, I think most... Montreal Canadian fans would agree uh, we'd rather be winning than losing, if not all. And that's all that really matters. We're winning right now, just like we were last year. But just to give you uh, how eerie and Halloween-y this is, so last year we were 8-0-1 at this time, and right now we are 8-0-1. Our next game is against the Vancouver Canucks, which was the case last year. And... A lot of people point to that game against the Vancouver Canucks as what started the downhill run for the Montreal Canadiens. Now, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, I would debate that, uh, which we will in a second, uh, simply because Carey Price wasn't out for the year yet. He did get an injury early, and it kept him out for two, three weeks, and then he went down permanently. Uh, So, anyways... This year is a bit identical, and we're going to look at uh, the differences between this year and last year, and we'll look at the similarities, if not, quite frankly, the things that are the same. And we'll start with the differences. Uh, Obviously, the number one is price is healthy at the moment. And uh, as long as price stays healthy, that is a completely different situation than last year. And we can scratch last year off, uh, you know, completely. Uh, Personally, I... I'm looking at Christmas as sort of, if we can get by Christmas, if Price can get by Christmas and we keep them into January, so on and so forth, then we won't even be talking ever again about last year and we can finally start burying it deep into our memories to never be accessed again. Uh, but uh, up to now, you know, Price is, well, has been healthy. He, he got a virus, which had nothing to do with his play. Uh, but uh, he looks good, and he looks like Harry Price. Uh, I'll also point out for the goalie situation that, uh, in my opinion, Al Montoya is a better goalie than than Condon. Uh, If, God forbid, Price were to go down for any period of time, I feel a little more confident with Al Montoya uh, as opposed to Condon between the pipes. 
So that's definitely a huge difference right there. So can't uh, ignore Al Montoya's possible contributions. Up to now have been quite good. Uh, we made a prediction, you know, that he'd be the uh, second or first best goalie in the NHL. And uh, that's holding true up to now. The other thing that I would obviously say is quite different is the different leadership aspects the Montreal Canadiens have brought in. Uh, Weber, obviously, Shaw, and of course, Muller. Uh, these are all three new people that are in the organization, two players, one coach, and all are very well known for their leadership. And it would be hard for Montreal Canadian fans to argue that at least two of them that we can see are showing it on the ice, and I'm sure Kirk Muller is exercising his leadership behind the scenes as well. So Max Pacioretty this year has quite a bit of help in the leadership uh, department, and it's apparent on the ice, from what, what I can see at least. And uh, one example is scrums I mentioned last week, where... You know, a lot of times uh, the Montreal Canadiens would abandon scrums. It seems like we initiate them now and we partake in them and we piss off other teams, which is uh, very, very different. So uh, the leadership aspect is different than last year. Last year, I felt, uh, I mean, poor Max, you know, and there were a couple of others that tried, but, uh, you know, it was definitely absent. Uh, another thing that's different this year uh, would be the other addition, Radulov. He brings an offensive side that uh, no one can debate right now. It's uh, exciting to see. It brings an extra dimension to the team. Uh, he played on the first line last game against Toronto. And uh, I thought, you know, he did well, no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, let's just say he's on the second line for now. He just brings a lot more offense to the team entirely. Uh, and not only that, but he is also starting to exercise his leadership. You could see it on the ice. He's talking. He's em he's emotive. And I think everyone's quite impressed with, with Radulov at this point. I'll also point out the defense is different this year. Uh, Weber, of course, is, is the obvious difference. We lost Subban, though. But uh, Petrie is healthy. And uh, I think Petrie's playing pretty damn good hockey. Uh, Emelin is hitting this year uh, every game so far. So, you know, there's no one night hitting, two nights off kind of pattern, three nights off. Every game Emelin's hitting, and I explained last week that I think that has to do with uh, the help he's getting in that department with Sean Weber contributing, as well as others. Uh, I've noticed this week Max Pacioretty has decided to... Uh, give hitting a try as well and he's been actually pretty good at it so an interesting development on that front and uh, last but not least uh, another difference which I have to note is is the fans attitude towards the team I think last year when we went on that crazy winning streak we were first in the NHL it was uh, it was really something we started myself getting you know complacent uh, thinking we were the best team in the NHL and you know Rightly so, on a certain level, we had the record and the game to show it, but uh, our game really crashed at one point, and, uh, you know, that wasn't the case anymore. So the fans this year, I think with that experience under their belt, won't let the Montreal Canadiens or themselves get complacent. I know myself, uh, these are great times to be a Montreal Canadian fan, but uh, I'm very, very apprehensive about the hockey team. And we'll explore that in some of the things that are the same. 
however, the fans uh, won't be duped again is what I think I'm getting at. Uh, the bullshit of last year, I think, uh, won't fly ever again. I think, uh, you know, as long as, uh, you know, just because we're winning doesn't mean the fans are going to be satisfied with the play. Uh, that sort of happened at some points last year. Now, if the Montreal Canadiens start playing some perfect hockey, which did happen at some points last year, then certainly there's nothing to complain about. Uh, for example, myself this week, I found very little to complain about, which was, you know, kind of difficult to get the show going, but I still managed. And, uh, but, you know, if things go perfect, then that's fine too. But the fans, I don't think are going to buy it for too long, and nor should we. And I think that's a good pressure on the team. So that's a difference than last year. Uh, so we'll move to the same. And the same things are, well, the obvious one is, is Michel Therrien, is that we have, we have the same coach. And uh, I think especially this week, uh, we're seeing Michel Therrien being Michel Therrien. And, uh, the, you know, the line changes are, are starting up. Uh, Pacioretty's back with David Dernay. And uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, guys like David Dernay and the Grinders getting way too much ice time. And we're starting to see the old patterns of Michel Therrien coming back into the fold. Now the team's winning, so I, I'm not quite sure what he's up to or what he's trying to do. I know he moved Max Pacioretty to, to try to unblock him, but I thought he was unblocking fine at one point with Galchenyuk, but I guess not. Uh, anyways, uh, to hear that Michel Therrien is starting to change his lines is definitely not a shock. And uh, he's still the same coach. He's, you know... I don't know how, how influential uh, Kirk Muller is as far as that goes, but uh, I can guarantee you most of those line changes are initiated by Michel Therrien. And I think Montreal Canadian fans who have followed Michel Therrien in the last four years, this is par for the course, really. Win or lose. And, uh, you know, that that's, uh, that's Michel Therrien for you. So that's definitely the same. So if things start going south, Michel Therrien is not going to save us. He doesn't have the skill to. I don't think he has the ability. And so we're kind of sitting there with a bit of a crutch behind the bench, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Michel Therrien can kiss Bergevin's ass because I think in 90% of the cases, uh, the GM would have fired their coach last year uh, with what happened. But, uh, you know, we're, we still have him and uh, that's just life. I'll, I'll add uh, the power play. Finding the power play this year, those scoring very important goals, game-winning goals and those kinds of things. I'm finding a lot of times, though, the power play has a, a lot of difficulty in entering the zone, setting up, you know, getting things going or getting good chances. Uh, I like the presence in front of the net. I just feel that it's, it's still rusty. It looks rusty. And so, you know, last year our, our power play was terrible. Now, I put it in the same. It's not the same. I'm, I would take this year's power play over last year's power play in a heartbeat. Uh, I, find, uh, I find it better. I find it, it moves better. We have Radulov, Weber, you know, two definite new contributors to the power play. And I think, I think by Christmas, January, if the power play can mold into to something regular, we'll be looking at some good power play numbers. You know, I don't think that's a bold prediction in any way. But uh, at the moment, you know, the power play numbers aren't exactly uh, golden. And last but not least, uh, I'm going to say injuries. And don't worry, no one's injured. Don't get, you know, panicked. Uh, but I will say this. The Montreal Canadiens, in my opinion, though better than last year's position, are, are an injury or two away from 
from things possibly going very south. Uh, if a couple of key players, and I, I'm not even talking about Carey Price here, uh, if a couple of key players go down, uh, you know, if you, you know, maybe one of our centers or or one of the the the, the important forwards or an important defenseman, uh, you know, apart from Carey Price, I could see us struggling and I could see us hurting us uh, very much. And so, just like last year, injuries, though better, you know, if 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 we get unlucky like we did last year, uh, it would definitely affect our playoff chances, in my opinion. Uh, so I don't, I don't quite see that as being improved. Now you'll say, well, the Montreal Canadiens have definitely improved their depth, and I would agree with you, which is why I say it is better this year. But again, you know, if, if we lose a Galchenyuk or if we lose a Weber or Raradulov or, you know, someone important for any period of time, it's going to hurt our team quite a bit, uh, you know, and what players can step in and fill those roles, I don't know. You know, people can say, well, maybe Shaw can step up and I agree, but, you know, it, 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 it could hurt our playoff chances is what I'm getting at. And so injuries on a certain level uh, kind of scare me. And so those are the same things. And so basically we, we end up asking ourselves, well, are, are we seeing a deja vu here of last year? And I say no, uh, absolutely not. It's not a deja vu. Uh, we look better this year. We have more depth, like I was just explaining. And long term, we're looking a lot better. Uh, but still, I have to admit, you know, because of those same things I mentioned, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced I think if, if a few dominoes fell in the wrong positions, if we got a little bit unlucky, we could be looking at a deja vu. And I'm definitely praying we don't. But the fact that our club is still in that position kind of has to make me be honest that really, if, if Michel Therrien starts doing his Michel Therrien-ness, the power play doesn't click and we lose a couple of players to injury, we could easily find ourselves out of the playoffs looking in. So I'm not fully convinced if we have this conversation after Christmas or after New Year's and everything still looks good, I'm going to start I'm going to start getting a little positive about the Montreal Canadiens because if we can keep this momentum and this uh, continuity, I think uh, the Montreal Canadiens could be a very formidable year team this year. But I say that very hesitantly with last year in mind. So that'll end this week's uh, segment of last year's Deja Vu. Let's move into the good, the bad, and the ugly.